1: why are
0: you so hysterical we always wanted people actually talk about it i did not hit her it's not true it's bullshit i did not hit her i did not oh hi mark oh hi allison oh hi rob oh hi listeners we're here to talk about minute 52 of the room which in my notes i've entitled bond johnny bond and who the fuck is peter because we go from the end of Johnny being awesome with his technical skills to the introduction of a new character. With this tape recorder. Yes. From like 1957. <laughs> I, ha- I have a couple notes on that. My first one is like, for all of Tommy Wiseau's supposed difficulty in like acting and remembering lines, he should have been doing more silent acting. Because we're getting like 15 straight seconds, starting at, right at the end of the last minute of him just performing the fuck out of sticking a wire into a tape recorder like it is nobody's business he's just like i'm doing this it's exact. it totally works and you almost buy that what he's doing is going to work because he's just so into it
2: oh hi recording message <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh hi wait who was that oh hi johan <laughs> yeah and who, where do you buy cassette tapes in 2003 I still had some, but I was not buying any.
2: Well, here's the thing. He's using an answering machine recording device, not an actual recording device. So he has the tapes, like those little tiny ones, that only store like a couple minutes on it.
1: But is it a little tiny one? Because it's,
0: I noticed, I was looking at the close up of the machine and then I, I should have looked when he pulled it out of his pocket.
1: It looks pretty full size to me, yeah.
0: Because I know he's hooking the recorder to the. Wait, no, he's hooking it to the phone. Yeah, but it's although the phone could have a built-in answering machine. But no, we never see a close-up of the phone.
2: Yeah, these are the the Android machines that were separate, so it got routed in a certain way. It's really old school, so. Sometimes you can put in those tapes that were like 60 minutes, like a regular one. Yeah. But the ones that were designed for it, like would eventually just go back because otherwise the thing is recording for about 60 minutes. Because if someone forgets to hang up or something like that. So the design of it was proper for what he wanted to do, but he had to have somebody on the line the minute to picked or he hit record.
0: Yeah. See, I got the impression what they were going for. Because I didn't look up the specific machine is it's a tape recorder. He is hooking to the phone. Yes. And he presses record and it's like he's just going to have to change the tape
2: every hour. Or so, yes. Depending so, on what kind of tape you put in there. So it's kind of like when a detective at a police station tries to call somebody mm-hmm. and he's trying to record whatever the conversation is. Yeah. That's what you would use this thing for. So you would hit record the minute, like, some details are supposed to come out and whatnot. But the minute he hits record, you also have the X amount of time on a, on that tape. Yeah. And about then, the longest one would be about, like, 110 tops on one side, I think.
0: They had them that long? The longest I ever got was... It would have been 60 on a side. It, I, it I've had them... horrible on. quality, but
2: it'd be fine for what he's doing. Yeah, they're absolutely horrible because you used to use them for, like, demo tapes when I used to DJ and whatnot, so some of them have a longer... Uh, like, there's been like 90 minutes, but they sound horrible. They're so bad. Yeah. So, you'd get like the 90 on both sides total. So, it's like 45 on each side. Yeah. But those long ones are supposed to be like extra time or whatever. They're just so bad because they try and spin slower. Right. And you couldn't adjust the speed like Mm-mm. a videotape. Yeah.
0: Like, videotape, it was always the same length. And then you adjust the speed based on what you want to record.
2: Yeah. So, when you have something with a playback that's supposed to be normal. It sounds so bad because it has such a long rotation. Hmm. So the first couple parts of the tape, it's you can tell it's a little slow. They're just horrible, but they did exist.
0: Yeah, and for what he's doing, it the quality is not going to matter. No, to, for that matter, as we discussed last week, recording it doesn't even matter. He already knows what conversation he heard. It's just like,
1: yeah, I mean, what it, was his point to try and record? conversations in the room or just on the telephone
2: yeah
0: uh,
1: the f- it would yeah that, well, i that's a good question
0: maybe he is thing. just trying to record the room but later he uses it to listen to a phone
1: call yeah which and is, by the way oh hi david oh hey <laughs> hey everybody
2: hi but that is what's weird is because this particular recording yes you can do intercom mm. recording but he specifically plugs in a mic which a lot of times takes precedent.
0: Well, I thought you plugged it directly into the phone. Well, that's. that's well, maybe through the mic. Quote unquote, definition. the
2: yeah. mic. Yeah. So it takes precedent that it's only going to record there instead of both things at the same exact time.
1: Mm. And it looked like that phone might have been big enough to have a speakerphone in the base. So maybe he yeah, could it record.
2: It, it probably yeah. came with like the answer machine built into it. And yeah. All that. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, when, you know, when I was trying to figure out if he was trying to record the phone or the room, I thought, did. I couldn't remember if anybody, if there had been much phone usage in the movie and that started to bug me. So I went back and watched from the beginning and I put it on 32X speed because I didn't want to watch the whole movie again. Um, (laughs) And just to report back that even at 32X, the sex scenes are still awkwardly long. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so my theory was that he was trying to record the telephone, but I don't know why really. So, but it, it could be either.
0: Well, yeah, it's also, I don't think they ever say it outright, but I always got the impression that Mark lives in the building. Like, you know, we see him up on the roof later, just hanging out. Yeah. So recording the phone when he thinks, well, no, she, he doesn't know who she's had sex with, right? He just knows she had sex with someone. What did she say yes. to her mother last Yeah, minute? she,
1: she doesn't tell her mother who she had sex with, but.
0: Yeah. So he doesn't know it's someone who lives in the building. So yeah, recording the phone would make sense then. To- and coincidentally, that's who she talked to on the phone
1: earlier. I think earlier when Lisa and Michelle are discussing, and she and Michelle guesses, I think she says that he lives in the building. Then, yeah, because yeah. she says, "Oh no, she does say he lives in the building, and he is Johnny's best friend." That's that's right. Yeah,
2: his best friend, and he lives in this building.
0: So Michelle knows, but he missed that part of the conversation. Right, he just knows there's a secret.
2: This is just overtly complicated for something so simple
0: and unnecessary
2: yeah he doesn't have to live in the building like when you write this well i'm,
0: I'm fine with that because it's part of what tommy was going for in terms of the script it's what he also did with the neighbors is these people that all live in the same building and they become friends because they're near each other which is a, like his idea of what america is is you um, love you yeah, like your neighbors yeah, okay. even in a busy city like san francisco you have to have that
2: i'm okay with that part
1: and i'm confused about the timeline is is this Does this occur after Melrose Place? Like, was he shooting for a Melrose Place style? Yes, this was after Melrose Place. This is well after Melrose Place. I don't know if
0: that's what he was going for, but it is after.
1: Yeah, to have everybody living in the same building. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing it with each other. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, it's that kind of soap opera kind of drama.
2: You are right. There were a couple of sitcoms that were like that where people lived in the same apartment building, or if they didn't, they were the super of that apartment building.
0: Yeah. We even like Three's Company, like a one classic one from 70s and early 80s, is the main cast stay on are on one floor in the apartment building. landlord is a recurring character, lives below. And then Larry lives upstairs. And it's the interaction of the three all the time. There's probably other people in the building, but it's like that's our main cast,
2: as people all live in the same building and know each other.
0: Friends, <coughs> mostly, is oh, two apartments right. across the hall from each other.
2: Well, except for Ross. Ross lived on his own. Right. But he's brother of one of the others. Yeah.
0: And Big Bang Theory, same idea. Oh, yeah. First episode, they meet the neighbor. And then their coworkers come and hang out all the time. But it's the setting is primarily that one location with the two apartments. It's a common sitcom setup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The
0: the
2: Neighbors... It's a a sitcom setup, though. Yeah. (laughs) Where you have sets that don't move anywhere.
0: Uh Uh-huh. The Neighbors is actually an okay concept. Yeah. His thing he followed this up with is that he's the landlord who kind of interacts with all the people in his building and has to... He's the Johnny good guy to all the people in the building. It's horribly executed because I think, unlike the movie, The Room, it didn't have a professional crew who knew what they were doing. And so it's very different quality. But the concept's fine.
1: Even the concept for the movie is okay. Get all the awkwardness with, without any of the professionalism then.
2: Yeah. It, yeah,
0: maybe he thinks that San Francisco only has one apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they are, right?
2: Or oh. it's like I don't know how I don't know how he thinks about this. It's like because I, um, when when you when you see this movie over and over again, you start to realize the way he wrote Johnny was he seemed to be the most likable person in this movie yeah so everybody's friends with everybody because either a their family or they all live with each other yeah but then he's the only one that seems to have friends outside of the building
0: well sort of because mike but then mike is also uh in a couple like he's a couple with michelle who is lisa's friend so it's kind of
2: okay weird but then there's also like the the florist
0: he true he's your favorite customer you're
2: my favorite customer so it's like wherever he goes somebody knows him well he,
0: he's johnny
1: taking your
2: way in the world today
0: takes everything you've got taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot wouldn't you like to get a- Times you want to go where everybody knows your name, and they're always back to You, you want to be where you can see the troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your
2: name. But then everybody else doesn't have a world outside of where they live in or who they've lived with.
0: True, yeah. We don't see anyone else outside, but Mark and no, like Johnny, except for the roof. But that's not really outside.
2: Yeah, and everybody that seems to like still a building later minutes. The other gentlemen that show, or actually near the end of this minute, it seems like everybody kind of converges around the life around Johnny, mm-hmm. and that's how they have their friends. Is because Johnny seems to be the pivotal person in everything. Yep. So it's weird how living situations are set up, but it definitely seems. Like, we can kind of throw out that everybody lives in his building, yeah. knows each other, because he's set it up that that's his world that way.
0: Mm-hmm. And once you accept that, then it's like, okay, we get it. It's that sitcom soap opera setup. Yeah. Their relationships going to get in the way of
2: each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there maybe some sort of opposite of the Bechdel test that we could run <laughs> on future movies to say, like, is there a relationship that occurs outside Johnny? And if so, you've failed <laughs> the Wiseau test or something?
0: <laughs> it would fail because though Michelle and Lisa start talking not about that they end up talking about that same with Lisa and Claudette and Danny and Chris R is very much not about that and then at the end of the scene it totally is everything comes back to Johnny
2: yeah that also brings a good question with Chris R does not it what he had access to the roof yeah so I mean he, he lives in, the lives building in this too. building as well <laughs> They all live in the building. Yeah.
0: There's a jail in the building apparently too cuz they, yeah. they send him off to the cops so fast.
2: Well, this makes it even weirder that everybody's like they're like who was that guy? It's like he lives in the building. Yeah,
0: he lives on the third floor. You've seen him at the mailboxes and lo- it's
2: like you guys had a building party. It's a he big was building. there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, there must be a bank as well if there's, if the money's only five minutes away, so. Yeah. Well, the bank is pretty far. Well, the money was never coming.
2: That's true. Yeah, no, but the money was never coming, so it doesn't That's matter true. how far the, or how near the, bar, the bank was. Yeah.
0: Well, Johnny might just have tons of cash in his pockets. His pockets are always really full.
2: Yeah, he probably did in his vampire days. He carried money around because he didn't trust mm-hmm. banks back then. Yeah. Previous minutes, that was so you just got used to something it. that came up. <laughs> yeah, callbacks.
0: Yeah. Now... I like when Johnny returns to the stairs. I don't know if it's deliberate or Tommy was so, was just confused, but it looks like Johnny is having second thoughts about doing this. Like he's like, did I just do the right thing? Or like he's grabbing at the center post of the stairs as he walks up. Like he's, he's, he's unsure and I like it.
1: Yeah. Before he gets to the stairs, he definitely has a, um, I'm pleased with myself sort of grin on him, but it, but it fades his face changes yeah it fades for
2: sure but so it's like so he climbs upstairs like he he's looking back like did i do the right thing Mm-hmm. his friend is waiting for him in his bedroom
0: no that's just a weird transition because yeah the room they go into is the same that same room
2: room with the recording device right
0: yeah just a different angle
2: than we're used to okay because yeah.
0: So is
1: he is he recording himself then?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. This transition is weird, though, because he's wearing the same outfit. He goes up the stairs, cut to him walking into a room. That's a different angle than we've had. And I'm like, wait, no, he's not
2: upstairs. Yeah. So (laughs) it's it's the same room. Just later. Yeah. It's so confusing. Like he because he's going upstairs and then he sits down. It's like, wait, did he have a friend upstairs? Like (laughs) but also, what is he sitting on? He's sitting on
0: what looks like a giant pillow that has not been there before, sitting on, that is on the couch that we have seen.
2: It seems like that fabric is all over that couch, if it's anything, correct?
0: Well, the couch is covered. It does have a cloth cover, but usually there's also an extra blanket and another pillow sitting on it. It's It gets rearranged a lot and slightly repositioned. Same with the chairs, get moved slightly depending on the shot.
2: All right, because it looks like a fitted, like, silk, sheet thing Mm -hmm. yeah and why would you have that downstairs like with you know company and all that
0: they do have a lot of company
2: too yeah but i'm i'm (laughs) this is like essentially this is your finer thread type stuff so why would you have that out in the communal area that's all they have
0: they're not gonna go low class just because people come over i guess but high class
1: i think that might even be the same fabric that he covers the table with too, it's very similar sort of a, a shiny satiny.
0: Yeah, you got to match the furniture. Yeah, things right. got they the same They Constantly
2: cloth. rearrange.
1: It's almost as if they in- no one on this film was concerned with continuity.
2: Yeah, almost. Well,
0: there were some people they just weren't allowed to actually take pictures to worry about it. They they just had to hope. Cuz Tommy didn't care. Or John, yeah, Tommy didn't care.
2: This is can we God. can we
1: talk about the water cocktail for a second? Sure. Um why are they drinking water like it's a cocktail?
0: Why
2: are they drinking in this scene? No.
1: Alright, <laughs> all that's enough okay. a fair question as well.
2: Okay. Um <laughs> I I do have somewhat of a answer of why they're drinking water this way. Okay. Because waiters do that.
1: Okay. So one of them is a former waiter
2: or current waiter, maybe? Or this is how he sees people serve water.
1: Oh sure.
0: Well, and remember Johnny doesn't drink alcohol. So the fact that he's drinking water makes sense, but I don't know why they have to be drinking in this scene.
1: Yeah, but the
2: reason why like he has a bottle of water is because you always see waiters like crack open a a brand mm-hmm. new water bottle for the guests so like in higher what's it called or like more hoity-toity type restaurants. Yeah, so he's trying to show that he's like a well-off guy. So he's doing the exact same thing that you would see in well-off restaurants.
0: Yeah. He should have had that water that comes in like the glass, what's the blue glass bottle? I don't yeah. know the brand, but he should have had that. Yeah. Instead, it looks like an Avion bottle. He's just removed the label. Because <laughs> he doesn't like labels. He doesn't want to advertise other products.
2: Yeah. He, I know it's obviously brought up a lot, but he doesn't make sense. <laughs> 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 but, but that's why, like, when I see this, it it's the same exact thing waters do, or waiters do at, at like, for, um, some guests at restaurants, they crack open a brand new water so that is for that table type thing. Right. You know? So I think that's what he's doing is because since he's so well off, he's going to have a particular water for that particular guest. That's Peter water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different thing, dude. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's funny, funny because watching uh, Disaster Artist, there was a situation where he didn't get any water for right. the actors and... He so happens to water specifically for this actor <laughs> on this scene. He's probably not as thirsty. Well, yeah. Johnny provides water. Tommy yeah. doesn't. Because <laughs> Johnny's a good guy. He's all American. Yeah. He plays football. And he knows what the room is. It's, it's there. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's every room. It's where something happens. <laughs> I'm from the bayou. <laughs> Oh, Tommy, what are you doing?
1: And did I maybe bury the lead to when I asked about the water, when we probably should have talked about who the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I, I, I'm trying not to bring it up anymore, but in terms of uh, the quote unquote original script, we are in act two now. So we're getting new characters. Oh, okay. We, We started with Mike and Michelle and now we're getting Peter. And so it's, giving us a bigger world to the structure of the story in the movie i'm not sure that lines up as well because we're 50 minutes in (laughs) so
2: it's kind of a little late
1: but we did take up about 30 minutes with sex scenes so yeah
2: yeah that is that's actually so like it is so funny that the second act is 50 minutes in
0: sort of well it would have started with mike and michelle which was like 10 minutes ago i think but it's still it was a little late
2: yeah Especially someone that's supposed to kind of deliver some exposition of the movie.
0: Yeah. He's here to like explain everything.
2: Yeah. Like basically he's the audience at this point. Like, well, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Well, this happened and this happened. And it's like, "Eh, now you're introducing this?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Structurally, the scene may be placed wrong, but it is definitely an important scene because this is the scene that introduces Peter, brings Mark back in, brings Denny back in. And everyone talks about what's going on. Yeah. Which is the setup for everything
2: that comes. And you're right. It is about 10 minutes late. Yeah.
0: Uh, Peter is, of course, played by Kyle Vogt, who had actually had like one role, I think, before this. Has had several roles since The Room, including a recurring thing on uh, Maze Arcana, a and d show. Notably, though, this was his last day of filming because he had a previously scheduled project that he had told Tommy about and kept warning him, "I'm gonna to have to leave at this certain day." And he finally went and told Tommy one more time when Tommy was going through what uh, Greg calls depuffification. He basically said he had too many wrinkles on his face, but he wanted close-ups in the scene, so he told uh, Amy von Brock, the makeup artist, to get rid of them. And she's like, "That's just your face,"
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but she tried. And Kyle went up to him and told him, "This is gonna be his last scene." Because he has to go on his to his other commitment. And Tommy got really mad at him and told him he was trying to ruin his project and it's unacceptable. I'm like, if you leave, don't come back, which he didn't.
2: Uh, good for <laughs> him. Yeah.
0: And at one point, Tommy screamed, um, it's your loss, you and your stupid Warner Brothers. They spit on you at Warner Brothers. The thing is, he wasn't going to work at a film at Warner Brothers. <laughs> he just happened to have a part-time job at Warner Music. Oh. And Tommy got confused. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was
0: going to work on an indie film. Hmm. Alright. And he uh Kyle Vodert also previously worked at uh, jet, the Jet Propulsion Lab for NASA. So
2: good for him.
0: Well all right. He's an interesting guy.
1: Now, much later in the movie there there's a character that sort of subs in for yes, Peter. Steve,
0: who essentially says Peter's dialogue. Right. They just give him a new name.
1: Yeah, that's during the party scene, right? Well mm-hmm.
2: I find it a little bit interesting with um kind of the exchange and dialogue from just this last minute though. Because he is not upfront with how he's feeling, and he's saying that women don't say what they mean. Yeah, yet. so
0: it's actually a weird thing for Johnny to say at this point because Lisa hasn't s- has she said anything to
2: him. <laughs> no. He's only under suspicion at this point. Yeah, and he they had a-
0: one conversation where she just walked away. She didn't really say anything.
2: Yeah, and he didn't really ask either.
0: Yeah, because he didn't suspect anything. He just thought she was being weird
2: because she had a secret yeah but this this kind of goes into that whole thing where we think somebody hurt johnny yeah or tommy tommy, tommy. because yeah. he's like it, it's one of those where somebody has had an argument in his head for so long or in their head mm-hmm. that when they come up to you you already come in like five minutes into the argument you're like wait where's all this coming from yeah so whatever feelings that he has towards his girlfriend here he's had towards somebody else right and he didn't establish the argument that happened prior to so we're only coming into this weird part of the argument
0: yeah. right and in the fictional version we have johnny who has been with the same person for five to seven years yeah so it's a little strange that that's his attitude
2: yeah because right now we're at that that part where you're having dinner with friends and then somebody makes like this little tiny inside joke that we don't get. Mm-hmm. And then somebody takes real offense to it and going like, oh, you mean like last week? And you're like, "Uh, we're here at the <laughs> wrong part. <laughs> yeah. And this is essentially what he's doing with everybody that's watching this movie. We're like, we're definitely at the wrong part because we don't know what's <laughs> happening yet. Right.
0: Mark talking like this, it kind of made, we can accept it because he was introduced as being brought in as a third wheel to this relationship. And so it's fine that he's got a weird issue with women. Yeah. But Johnny, we don't see a reason for it.
2: Yeah, this is really weird as far as a conversation goes. If you're new to this storyline, mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going on. No, you really don't. And he's like, yeah, things are weird. She's cheating on me. Um, I don't think she's faithful to me. In fact, I know she isn't. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, I didn't know this was this conversation. You're only giving me water. <laughs> yeah like I, like we should be drinking
0: <laughs> yeah we should have something stronger yeah that's what peter should say is uh can we get something stronger yeah
2: yeah like this is where you're at the restaurant and go waiter uh may <laughs> i have a vodka and he probably needs a whiskey <laughs> you know type of thing it's just like oh what <laughs> well you, you don't want you don't want johnny drinking though because he'll get violent yeah right yeah johnny don't want him but i heard he didn't hit her Yeah, yeah. I've heard heard it from Johnny, though. So who knows? I probably come in halfway in that conversation. (laughs) But I don't
0: know. Now, the important thing to note going into this scene with Peter, because we only just get the beginning of it in this minute, is after their argument, because this was Kyle's last day, Kyle was upset. And Greg Cicero says he was a little off his game. And while blocking the scene, he smacked his head hard against one of the spiral staircases, low jutting stairs. He bled from the head for a while. No. Which Tommy panicked thinking they weren't going to be able to film. (laughs) They cleaned it up and he most likely had a concussion. And that is why when you watch this scene, he blinks a lot. Oh, He also its going to set up a joke when we get to notes on a midnight screening in a minute that continues for several minutes and is one of my favorite things that the audience does.
2: That kind of makes sense with why the way he's moving Mm -hmm. he's trying to keep himself stable
0: yeah he's looking at his fingers he keeps glancing at his water like he's trying to focus
2: yeah and really think about what he's doing you're you're trying to get your equilibrium somehow because you feel like you're gonna tip over
0: right but probably because he knew it was his last day and he was done with this movie he's like i'll just get this scene done and get out and so he didn't want us like make a thing out of it
2: yeah the, the concussion part makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it
1: explains a lot. It really
2: does. <laughs> it's weird to say that this guy, what a pro.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: In this movie, what a pro.
1: I think the last line in this minute that he delivers the, um, what do you mean? Okay. Um, what do you mean? Is probably the most human reaction <laughs> in the film. <laughs> or, you know, at least top three, maybe.
2: Yeah. I'm wondering if it had to do with what his statement was versus how he sounded it. Yeah. Is, uh, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> I, I think at this point we can add Kyle Vogt to our list of the great actors of the film that, like, sure. with Chris R, Claudette, Michelle, who are doing much more than this movie maybe deserves. Yeah. I like Claudette. Cause, I mean Peter has horrible things to say and he's inconsistent, but in this scene alone he's operating on a concussion and he still manages. To yeah, good for him. Yeah.
1: I mean that that line that he says that is possibly the most human that's sort of the end of his of his good human deliveries we'll see in the next couple of minutes that yes. he sort of gets into the rhythm of the film where everyone else is you know, he's as just as awkward as everyone else. But
0: Notes from a midnight screening for this minute? Notes from a midnight screening. Uh, of course, we're continuing the phone scene, so we get more of the Mission Impossible theme. The audience singing it together, and they do a pretty good job of singing this one. <laughs> Unlike trying to sing along with the songs during the sex scenes. There's a couple random things I noted last time. Someone saying it's an infinite tape when he hits record on his tape. And when he's walking away, someone was like, play it casual, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
0: And so I was like, it smells like Mark on these stairs as he's walking back up. Ugh. but this is the start and i'm not going to explain it in this minute it's going to last a few episodes this is the start is every time peter is on screen random people in the audience have to scream peter peter over here (laughs) like they're trying to get his attention and it will last several minutes basically through this entire scene and it is wonderful because the payoff is awesome otherwise this minute that That's all the notes for the audience because that's all they're really doing is interacting with Peter. They kind of ignore a lot of the content, which is great. We end on a close up on Johnny and it cuts out. So, our guest today, Johan, where can the audience hear more from you?
2: Uh, well, I've finished a project with uh, Starship Troopers with Matt Soto, also a huge fan of The Room. He's actually the one who introduced me to this movie. And we are doing Independence A Minute. We're currently on hiatus because everybody just got insanely busy as we are nearing the end of the year. But we're, those are the two shows that I'm on. And David. Um, I've
1: got a few projects in, uh, pre-production right now. So I'm, I'm actually just going to throw my plug back at Roughneck Minute because that was a great podcast. I enjoyed it. So Johan and Matt did a great job, but
2: oh, thank you. I'll,
1: I'll tell you about some other stuff later. So <laughs> nice.
0: there's nothing wrong when people make it fun of the project in this case The Room The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio you can find more content at lemmingdrops.com
2: follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media if you've got any stupid comments after the show
0: you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook if you like what you hear throw us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice thank you for listening and remember if a lot of people loved each other the world would be a better place to live
1: Leave us! Cut.